The Caloran Stage is not the first such structure to be featured at Eastside Park in Morris. The previous bandstand came about way back in the 1920s, and it was the brainchild of S.H. Grossland. He was owner-operator of Grossland Jewelers of Morris. He and a friend advocated for bandstands in both Morris and Glenwood. Grossland chose Eastside Park in Morris. The facility was fabricated from cement and acoustic plaster. Would you believe it had a basement equipped with bathrooms, plus a dressing room for performers? The idea behind it all was to have a place to bring the community together for fun and entertainment. The park itself dates back to the late 1800s. It was not the city's first choice for such a place. At first, the city eyed a spot between the railroad tracks and Atlantic Avenue, and this almost got done. The city needed approval from the Great Northern Railroad. The railroad company president was J.J. Hill, and he had a problem with the plan. He was skeptical of having a play area for kids so close to the tracks. The land got sold and funds from the sale were earmarked for another park. A historical account notes that the plans and the funds dissipated. So, in limbo, I guess. But then, J.J. Hill came to the rescue with a gesture. He donated a block of land along East 7th Street to the city. The park known today as East Side Park was developed in the early 1900s. That's before my time, as the late Walt Sarlett would say. The big year for the bandstand to be built was 1926. Food vendors served all kinds of food while various musical acts were featured. My, everyone enjoyed ice cream and popcorn while the bands played on. The bandstand had a colorful history. But then what happened? Oh my, in 1969, the bandstand was dismantled. I cannot find an official explanation as to why, but in my household, I did hear a rumor. There was a vandalism problem. I heard about various vandalism incidents in my growing up years. There was a spot in the cemetery that was susceptible. My theory on all this is that kids of that era got bored. They didn't have enough to do. I read this theory once in connection to the murder of a Foley, Minnesota young man in the 1950s. An idle mind is the devil's workshop. Remember the bad guys in the Dirty Harry movies? I always felt 
these young ruffians were just bored. And today, the year 2021, boredom is the last thing we worry about. We worry about the opposite. We complain about information overload. We complain about distracted driving. We must remember how the world used to be. I am 65 years old, 66 soon, and I remember well. I have only a faint memory of the original bandstand at Eastside Park. I do not remember playing my horn there. It was torn down before our Morris Centennial in 1971. Today we have the Killoran stage at the park named for Eleanor Killoran, who I remember well. This facility gets basically zero use. I am astounded by that. I played in a small musical ensemble for the Morris Centennial in 1971, and I feel it is a delightful activity for both the musicians and the audience. I think it's good for community morale. Today, there is so much detachment among us all. It is hard to figure. Well, moving on to this day in Minnesota history. January 5th it is, and in uh, 1928, Walter Fritz Mondale is born in Ceylon, Minnesota, C-E-Y-L-O-N. A lifelong public servant, he would represent Minnesota in the U.S. Senate, occupy the vice presidency under Jimmy Carter, run for president against Ronald Reagan, and serve as U.S. ambassador to Japan. Those were the days when the Democratic Party sort of felt its oats, wouldn't you say? And uh, turning to my ELCA devotional booklet for Tuesday, January 5th, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, the headline is, Do I Have To? And underneath, Love Your Enemies, Do Good to Those Who Hate You. Verse 27 of Luke 6. Well, I'm not sure I agree 100% with that statement. <laughs> okay, let's continue. I suspect that when young, those of us with siblings believed there were times they crossed the line. In our peeved state, we vowed never to speak to that offender again. Perhaps we even used tape to divide our shared bedroom in two and instructed the other to stay on their own side. Oh my. To make things worse, often a parent told us to give it up and forgive the offender. Do I have to? We whined. Yes, we were told unequivocally. You can't and shouldn't stay mad forever. Wise words. Hatred, enmity, and anger. Fashion chains that shackle the grudge holder. 
Such bondage fragments healthy relationships and saps the joy out of living. Ironically, what most holds us back is not what others do to us, but how we choose to respond. Then too, the wrongdoing often, not always, but often, goes both ways. Release only comes when we forgive one another and move on. With confession comes absolution, restoration, and the freedom of a new beginning for all. Forgiving God, grant me a measure of your spirit to forgive as I have been forgiven by you. Amen. Prayer concern. Those who have offended us. End of quoted material. These are difficult issues to deal with. I am H-O. <laughs> well, the podcast for today continues a recent theme of public music with a focus on Eastside Park and a focus on the underutilized Caloran stage. And my goodness, why does it take so much work to boost awareness of this? Why? Utilizing that stage should be a joy. There could be a group of high school musicians that perform there weekly in the summer. It would be fun and enriching for them, for the people who turn out to listen. I'm not sure why I have to be an outspoken voice on this, but uh, well, if it's needed, I'm happy to supply it. All right, good day. <laughs>